Hey there, welcome back. Check out this about Matt Gates bombshell news on Matt Gates trafficking investigation by Brian Tyler Cohen. Hey everybody, this is Senator John Ossoff in Georgia, and I'm asking you to dig deep to support. Former White House aide Johnny McEntee testified in front of the January 6th committee that Matt Gates sought a preemptive pardon from Donald Trump regarding the Justice Department's investigation into whether Gates violated federal sex trafficking laws. Now, as far as what's available publicly, this would be the first indication of any inadvertent admission of guilt by Gates, because remember, accepting a pardon is an acknowledgement of guilt. According to the Supreme Court case Burdick versus United States in 1915, the court said that a pardon, quote, carries an imputation of guilt and that acceptance of a pardon is, quote, a confession of it. Now, according to McEntee, Gates told him that, quote, he did not do anything wrong, but they are trying to make his life hell. And, you know, if the president could give him a pardon, that would be great. Gates also told McEntee that he had asked the White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows for a pardon. And so one would presume that if Gates sought a pardon, he would also accept a pardon. And he can qualify that request all he wants by claiming that he didn't do anything wrong. But over a hundred years of precedent in this country is clear. By seeking and accepting a pardon, Matt Gates would be offering a tacit confession of the crimes he's being investigated for. The Justice Department investigation has been ongoing since before Trump left office. It involves whether Gates paid for sex, paid for women to travel across state lines to have sex, and had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old minor. The probe into Gates was born out of another probe into Gates' associate, Joel Greenberg, who's now a convicted sex trafficker, which doesn't exactly bode well for Gates. Greenberg, a former tax collector for Seminole County, Florida, had pleaded guilty last spring to charges including sex trafficking of a minor. Following his guilty plea, he agreed to cooperate fully with prosecutors and to testify in court. He's been providing investigators with information about Matt Gates as a way to mitigate his own legal exposure. Greenberg has been outlining for prosecutors how he and Gates would pay women for sex using cash or gifts in potential violation of federal trafficking laws. Greenberg's lawyer, Fred Scheller, said that his client was, quote, uniquely situated to provide information about Gates and also said this about the Florida congressman. Does Matt Gates, that is such a... Bro- <laughs> um, does, he have the, does he uh, have anything to worry about? And you're asking me to get into the mind of Matt Gates, right? And, uh... from your mind. From my mind. Based on what my client knows, okay? See, I thought if I kept on talking and talking, I would avoid these questions. And and not to say, um... I'm sure Matt Gates is not feeling very comfortable today, all right? So, yeah, if you're Matt Gates... That's not exactly something you want the lawyer of the guy who's, quote, uniquely situated to provide information about you to say. As for Gates, he's denied the allegations, which, to be clear, I obviously can't confirm or deny at this point, given the reporting available, but I'd offer this. He has no choice but to deny the allegations, because let's be honest, if I'm right in assuming that he's trying to stay out of prison, anything else would be an outright admission of guilt. Gates' spokesperson wrote an email to the Washington Post, quote, Congressman Matt Gates discussed pardons for many other people publicly and privately at the end of President Donald Trump's first term. As for himself, President Trump addressed this malicious rumor more than a year ago, stating Congressman Matt Gates has never asked me for a pardon. Representative Gates continues to stand by President Trump's statement. But with that said, Gates' legal issues would offer a pretty clear explanation as to why he was so hell-bent on trying to get Trump to issue blanket pardons before he left office. On November 25th, 2020, weeks after Trump lost the election, Gates said this on Fox News. 
President Trump should pardon Michael Flynn. He should pardon the Thanksgiving turkey. He should pardon everyone from himself to his administration officials to Joe Exotic if he has to, because you see from the radical left a bloodlust that will only be quenched if they come after the people who worked so hard to animate the Trump administration with the policies and the vigor and the effectiveness that delivered for the American people. Yeah. And so I think that the president ought to wield that pardon power effectively and robustly. So, yeah. Maybe it's a little clear now why Gates was so desperate for Trump to issue everyone a pardon. Because one way or another, they always tell on themselves. And what's especially telling about this is how Gates is one of the loudest voices for a Republican Party that has spent the last few years calling Democrats groomers and pedophiles. And yet, it's that party that's lined up behind Matt Gates, who's now under investigation for child sex trafficking. It's that party who's lined up behind Jim Jordan, who was accused of ignoring the sexual assault of hundreds of students during his time as wrestling coach at OSU. It's that party that's lined up behind Roy Moore, the former U.S. Senate candidate in Alabama, who was accused by dozens of women of molesting them while they were children. It's that party that's lined up behind RNC operative Ruben Verastegui, who was just sentenced to more than 12 years in prison for child porn. It's that party that's lined up behind other sexual deviants like Donald Trump. So I can see why Republicans are so concerned about pedophiles and groomers, considering their party is crawling with them. In fact, I was especially interested in this cognitive dissonance between the right's apparent infatuation with taking down groomers and pedophiles and their simultaneous block against acknowledging that the worst offenders are in their own party. I spoke with the host of the renowned QAnon Anonymous podcast about exactly that. This is all predicated on this idea that um, they're fighting back against, you know, a cabal of child sex traffickers. How do they reconcile the fact that Donald Trump has history with someone like Jeffrey Epstein or that you have a guy like Matt Gates who's under investigation by the FBI for child sex trafficking? Like, so much of what this entire movement is based upon, the people who these, who these um, QAnon adherents champion are the ones mixed up in exactly the stuff that they purport to be fighting against. Yes, I think that that is kind of the point of the movement is to create a kind of cognitive dissonance where you're able to selectively target the people that you think are in charge of it. And there's also, within the QAnon ideology, there's kind of a closed-loop way of thinking that, that Q encourages uh, based based on certain drops, um, you know, not not to trust the mainstream media, um, you know, that, that when uh, uh, somebody attacks somebody for something, it means that, uh, that they're actually projecting and they're accusing, you know, your heroes uh, of the very thing that they are doing behind the shadows. So, you know, even though information comes out, you know, of, of Trump's relationship with Epstein, you know, there is built, there is, there is built in mechanisms within the QAnon beliefs uh, that people can say, oh, well, well but, what, but what Trump was doing was actually hunting him. You know, Trump was setting him up to take him down. He was pretending to be friends uh, with Jeffrey Epstein so he could get all of the dirt on uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton. It's all just like built in, like heads we win, tails you lose. There's always a convenient way to explain away everything. Absolutely. In, in fact, there's the, the perfect thought-terminating cliche that became kind of part of their catalog of them was think mirror, as in what you see is the exact opposite of what is actually happening. Right, so they can they can be accused of everything from here until the end of the earth, and it'll never actually it'll never actually stick to them because you know it's it's not me, it's you. Um, like Matt what? Gates was supposed to be a, a deep state operation to take him out. It's not that he's actually one of the people that that they would uh, normally within their belief system put on the list of people they hate. Right. Right. How convenient. And just one last thing here. I hope this dispels once and for all the Republican Party's branding. Because we've sat idly by and listened to them brand themselves the party of family values 
only to watch sex trafficking scandals and porn star hush money scandals and child poor scandals from the right. We've sat idly by and listened to them brand themselves the party of states' rights, only to then watch them sign on to a Texas lawsuit to nullify the election results in four states because they didn't like the outcome there. We've sat idly by and listened to them brand themselves the party of fiscal responsibility, only to then watch as they added $7.8 trillion to the deficit when Trump was in office. We've sat idly by and listened to them brand themselves the party of the Constitution, only to watch them undermine the Constitution at every turn, culminating into quite literally trying to install the loser of a presidential election, the winner by fiat. We've sat idly by and listened to them brand themselves the party of personal responsibility, only to watch them whine about how Trump couldn't possibly be held accountable for anything because, um, Hillary Clinton. There's the GOP's branding, and then there's the GOP in reality. And if those two things were a Venn diagram, they would be two completely separate circles. So remember, whenever Republicans grandstand about their purported values, those are a front to compensate for the very obvious lack of values that they hold. Because when it comes to the GOP, every accusation is projection, and every denial is an admission. Before you go, if you enjoyed this video and want to see more, please make sure to subscribe to my channel. You can click the thumbnail right here on this screen. And if you want to support my work even further, the best way is to subscribe to my podcast, No Lie with Brian Tyler Cohen. There you can check out my interviews with major players in the world of politics, including President Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg, Elizabeth Warren, Katie Porter, Jamie Raskin, and so many more. Plus other interviews that live exclusively on the podcast. That link is also right here on this screen. Just search No Lie with Brian Tyler Cohen wherever you listen to podcasts. Put aside all the negative ads. Arizona has a good, clear choice for Senate. Mark Kelly voted to allow illegal immigrants to receive taxpayer-funded benefits. Blake Masters believes illegal immigrants should not receive taxpayer funds. Mark Kelly voted against the Keystone Pipeline, which caused higher gas prices. Blake Masters supports the pipeline and American energy independence. It's a clear choice for Arizona. Saving Arizona Pack is responsible for the content of this message.